Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 148. Ah, an emergency podcast alert. Emergency podcast alert. Uh, with me tonight, I got Imran all the way from Norway. How are we tonight, Imran? Good, thank you. Couldn't have been better with the news coming out this morning. And um, yeah, we just had to record, innit? Yeah, you sent me a WhatsApp, what was it, early this morning around lunchtime, going, we must record, we must record, we must record. And alas, this is what we're doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were, we were planning to record anyway sometime this week, but you know, with the news coming out, uh, it just had to happen today. Yeah, so Roma are in Portugal at the moment for their pre-season, um, pre-season tour. Um, they're playing tomorrow against Sport in Lisbon. They've got Nice uh, Liga side on Saturday. Uh, so last Saturday, 16th, they played Porto Manense and won 2-0. Uh, Trippi and Nicolas Zaniolo scored. And then on Wednesday... Early kickoff, they played Sunderland and won 2 0. Luke O'Neill um, caused himself a stir. <laughs> Don't think he'd be taking his girlfriend or his uh, soon to be wife on a honeymoon <laughs> to Rome, as he posted on his social medias. Um, so, Roma played Sunderland, who were in the League One playoff final uh, just under two months ago, and they beat Wickham 2 0. And um, Roma played them in Albufuera and won 2 0. Uh, my memory shook. Felix and Zaniolo scored. So Zaniolo started preseason with a with a bit of a with two goals in two games. For me, preseason is about fitness. Don't worry about the results. It's all about building up fitness. But we're not going to talk about that. So the news coming out this morning uh, on a Monday morning, and I think it caused Twitter to have a oh, sorry Romanisti Twitter to have an explosion of excitement. I think I think. So I saw someone say this is the best news, best signing in over 20 years, potentially since Batistuta signed into the summer of 2000. So that is yeah, over 20 2000. years. Yeah, summer uh, just before. The, 22 years ago. Yeah, 22 years ago. Sorry, my maths. Sorry, it's been a long, hot day here. In the UK. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the midst of a heat wave at the moment. Um, so Roma looked to sign Paolo Dybala on a, on a free transfer, on a three-year deal. Um. I've got a couple of questions, Imran. Uh, what's your thoughts on on the transfer, and where do you think he will set up in Jose's three, four, two, one? And also, as a sub question, do you see Roma keeping Zaniolo now? Mm, it's a difficult one. It's diff- I think most of us uh, at this point just wanted the deal to be done. We didn't. We weren't thinking too much about where he would fit tactically. I'm sure Mourinho has a plan because he has been very pro designing he has been actively playing his part in getting you know, convincing Dybala to come here phoning him and um, you know, presenting the project to him which part he will play in it so so I'm very happy with that and to be honest I first started to get a feeling last week uh, that something could happen because the news were coming were coming from the media was more uh, that Roma were about to present a contract offer, and then um, and then yesterday evening, uh, even the Marzio had some information that a contract was presented, and there was there was growing optim- optimism, and more and more news outlets started reporting that there was there was an offer on the table. Uh, and then I didn't expect it to go that fast, to be honest. When you when I woke up in this when I woke up this morning, 
um, Dimatsu basically presented or confirmed that uh, everything was done and he would uh, become a Roma player. And then, yeah, the, it was uh, it was it, it was surreal because usually you don't you don't get this type of news presented so early in the morning, and uh, this is exactly exactly what happened. And then the North America Twitter woke up a few hours later with <laughs> the same message. Stars, yeah. Yeah, they were <laughs> deep asleep. Those of them, those of them who could sleep. Uh, um, yeah, respect to them. And yeah, uh, I think we also have to speak about um, magnitude uh, of this signing. I mean, how big it is. And for me, it is the biggest transfer in terms of profile, talent, um, and everything. The whole package is marketing value. I just saw he has, he has almost 50 million followers on Instagram. He, he comes with a huge... He comes with a huge package, and I think Roma will benefit a lot from it um, uh, with shirt sales, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, merchandise. Uh, so this is, a, this is a massive signing. Uh, I still believe, for me, Batistuta was a bigger signing because mm. Batistuta had consistently performed on such a high level in Serie A, and he, he while Dybala is uh, on his day a world-class player, he is a bit injury prone and he can have uh, on and off period. But overall, uh, this player is, I would say, um, a level or two above Roma. And we, we should be very happy to have signed him because there are a lot of factors uh, that have you know, played in our favor. First of all, Inter not being able to sign him because of Lukaku and several other players that Mik- are Mikitarian's wages Mik- as well, which I saw today and I was thinking, whoa. Jeku, Mikitarian, yeah. you know, they have these players on heavy wa- wages and they are, they are struggling to offload some other players, uh, Alexis Sanchez. Uh, so they were not, uh, to be honest, we have to be honest, if Inter were, uh, you know, early pushing and presented offer, he would have gone there. It's typical yeah, it's club for, yeah. Yeah, but um, they were not in the best uh, situation to sign him and we took advantage advantage of the situation and um, yeah, it couldn't have been better and Mourinho played a big part in this uh, in this too. Um, I think it helps having him as a coach when you're going to convince a player of his caliber to come to Roma. So it, it, it will be it's a, it's a massive signing. Yeah, it's a massive signing. And it's um, once again, last year the Friedkins sent a signal through Mourinho that they meant business. And this summer they're sending, uh, I would say uh, if not stronger especially uh, at least a strong signal uh, with the signing of Dybala that they they mean business they really want to achieve something with this club um, and uh, yeah very happy to see that on your other question where he would fit um, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a way to see where he would fit I, I, I would say you know Tammy Abraham on top mm-hmm. and two behind would be would be Zaniol and Dybala. Who's going to play closer to the striker? I think it could be Dybala, but you could also you could also change uh, because both of them are very 
uh, versatile and can play and can adapt to new roles. But you can't play. I don't think none of them will suit as wingers. So you're not gonna have um, the four three three, the classical four three three, or the classical four two three one. Uh, you can have it with Zaniola on the right and Dybala in, in the Trecortista role, but then who's, who are you going to play on the left side? Mm. I don't think I don't think Pellegrini would be ideal in that situation. No, no, so you no. would be playing kind of out, out, of, out, of, out of position. Um, but uh, and you know uh, by mentioning both of them in the lineup, uh, I am right now, especially at least of the opinion that Zaniola will stay. And uh, I think that's that's another you know, um, and that's another important thing to talk about because we know that uh, Roma would have sold him if the right offer had mm-hmm. come from Juventus, but yes. it never came. And I'm very I'm very happy by the decision that uh, that the management took that there's not going to be any discount or anything. You, if you're going to sign our place, it's going to be on our terms. These are the terms. You want to meet him, you sign him. If not. That's it, uh, because Roma on the Palotta teams knew we were desperate to sell, so they often got the upper hand in the negotiations. Uh, so that's the change of direction in that in the Mercato, uh, not giving away players so easily. That's actually also very good to see. Um, so you you look to offload probably some of the other players to cover the costs and expensive uh, expenses. So I, I, I don't think uh, it's unlikely that Zaniolo stays. Uh, I think uh, rather it will be more natural to give him a contract extension, make him central part of the project, mm. uh, which I can see happening. And, uh, and then I, I'm still trying to find a way in which the three of them can play and at the same time, keeping uh, some sort of balance in midfield uh, yeah, because you need right. to. Yeah, sorry, that means cut you off. You need there. To, sorry. You, no, no. You, uh, what I'm trying to say is that you need to have some cover for the for the wings, you know, for the side backs. Uh, so that will be a challenge. So he he has to come up with something there, Mourinho. How he's going to do it? Uh, because you're going to have you're going to have let's say the if you're talking about the midfield you're going to have five players in the back including the two side backs uh, three center backs and the rest of them three of them will be uh, Zaniolo Dybala Abraham so you have two players left Matic Pellegrini Pellegrini is a uh, we know he has really good offensive qualities perhaps yeah. he has to adapt uh, to a box-to-box midfielder role uh, to give the midfield stability, especially in terms of defense. But it's, it's good to have Matic there because of, because he's more uh, deep-line midfielder um, uh, who can focus on the defensive part. We didn't have that type of player last season, so I think we will benefit from having him there. So it will be interesting, but I'm just curious to see how Mourinho will sort out uh, the midfield uh, and not to especially not disrupting the balance too much uh, that would be a challenge but uh, when you have quality players uh, it's easier to create a system to get the best out of the players uh, so I'm really happy and I'm really looking forward to see uh, what's going to happen and how we're going to line up 
I wish the season started this week, but not until like the 14th of uh, August. So we got. Was oh, it no, the, no, there's more to come. There's there more is to more come. to come. There's <laughs> more to come. Um, what have your thoughts on the transfer window so far? So you had um, Zeki Celik, who I thought really impressed with his performance in the Porto Manance game. I, I watched the game on YouTube after coming back from pre-season friendly game myself. Um, Nemanja Matic, uh, Mile, Mile Svilia, uh, and then mm. now Paolo Dybala. Um, do you expect, I think, there's rumours of two more players, uh, Marco Senesi from Feyenoord and the ever-prolonged transfer of Davide Fratesi from Sassuolo which has gone on for way too long now. Um, what's your thoughts on the transfer window so far? I think the transfer window started out a bit slow, um, especially when you talk about high-profile signings. Uh, I think Mourinho would have wanted some of them before, especially Fratesi. Dybala was more like an S that you could land, but uh, it's not a deal that you would be so you know, uh, sure that you would land, but in the end we did it. But the Mercato so far, we have covered an important position, right back, Zeki Celik, um, solid right back. I think it will be very useful. It will give uh, Karstorp some time to rest. And on the other hand, I think he can, he brings a different type of uh, characteristics in the defense, especially as he's a right back with was good defensively, which can suit us in certain match situations. Mm. So it's good to have a player of his of his style, of his caliber, with his characteristics as an alternative to Karstorp. And then I think more than a backup, he could be a rotational player. Uh, so really happy with that and then on the left side I think we're having Spinazzola back is like uh, signing a new player because course, yeah. uh, him and on the left will also be yeah very important and then you have Vinia as well so I think we're pretty much set there uh, I don't think we need Senesi uh, and I wasn't too impressed by him in the final and I know it's just one game but it was just um, I don't know if he's the right player that we need Uh we have three good central defenders. We have Kumbul as a as a rotation backup. We perhaps need a bit more, but you can also have uh, Cristante falling back in worst case scenario. Yeah, um, he did it under for a second for a while. Yeah, in case Kumbula wants to leave, then of course I can understand the need of having another centre back. But uh, for now, I think we're pretty much set in centre back so I wouldn't I wouldn't focus on that position so much and I think like you mentioned um, it's really good to have also a better uh, a goalkeeper with a different profile a promising goalkeeper who has played in the Champs League um, but the pressure got to him too much and he didn't have the development and improvement as that people expected from him but I think he can benefit from changing environments I think he's a better backup goalkeeper than um, uh, Fusato. Fusato. Yes. Um, so so we, we have strengthened even that position. Uh, central midfield, uh, Fratesi would be, I think it would be good to get Fratesi. I think eventually we will land, that, land him as well. He's um, <laughs> kind of falling, falling out of favor as a solo with the president and everyone. But uh, we need to offload players as well. I think that will be more important. Yeah. Uh, we have some players we, we need to off- offload. And Tiavara, 
uh, above all, uh, I think I I think we should um, also offload uh, Carl Esperes. I don't think he had too much of a position in, in this team. Um, Carlos Perez or El Sharawi, uh, one of them. Um, and uh, Darboe, I would sell him out to a, on loan or sell him to Lille because I know Paulo Fonseca is a big fan. Ooh, interesting. And, uh, I know VR yeah. is wanted by Monza. And some, was it Sampdoria? That's more, yeah. Yeah, I think the Monza one was more or less a done deal. I think it was oh, okay. more or less happened. So just waiting for that. Justin Kluivert. Uh, that was a strange one. Be, yeah, yeah. He has one year left on his contract. We, we actually need to sell him now. So that would be interesting. But another one that I would... Uh, a deal that I will try to make will be trying to sell or offload Shumorodov in one way or another. If we can, and if there is a possibility, I will try to replace him with Luis Muriel. That's some football manager be, FIFA transfer vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, if you if the, if you look for opportunities in the market and if it's possible, uh, why not? Uh, because he's a, he's a very good backup player. He's uh, he's very good off the bench, yeah. and he has experience, quality. He's a prolific goal scorer, and I think uh, he could be a very important player to have um, going into next season. I think I think these are some of the players that yeah can be yeah we talk about Mercato. Uh, Vertu is uh, an interesting one. He could be. I think if uh, if we have an acceptable offer presented, he could be on his way out as well. And then you know, towards the end, the mercato will is a mercato of opportunities. There will be a lot of players available that weren't available early in the mercato, and sometimes you just have to make certain moves based on the way. The mercato is evolving because very dynamic uh, things can change from one day to another. So you just need to keep an eye on the mercato and see if you can strengthen your squad by one of one or two of the opportunities that are presented in the market. Yeah, do you feel like it's going to be a strange transfer market because it's a World Cup year and a lot of players are are out of contracts? It's we are recording on the 18th of May and the, the the and the contracts ended 19 days ago, and I think a lot of players around Europe who are waiting for deals are just going to wait until the best deals are available, and I think you could see some teams striking then. Yeah, both in terms of that, and but also in terms of the fact that let's say Tammy Abraham, uh, he, I don't think we uh, would have thought of him as a as a candidate for us. First of July, that was I think that was an opportunity that presented itself um, towards always, the end of always, July, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the mercato and when when you have an opportunity presenting itself like that sometimes you just have to go for it and who knows which more opportunities will you know referring to that that could present that you have to just go for so it would be interesting well there's still excitement we've still got what a month to the uh, start of the season against Salah and and with transfer window 
is it the end of August now because of the the World Cup? Is that still is it still confirmed as the end of August as the end of the transfer window? Oh, you're putting me on the spot there. I apologise for putting you on the spot straight away. <laughs> I know Sky Sports News uh, here in the UK have literally got a, a, a transfer clock telling the days, the minutes, okay. the hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's the 1st first, first of September. 1st yeah. of September, so it's usual business as usual. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's been some ongoings. I did see some fans of the coach moaning that Roma are not spending money and getting players on free transfer this is the opportunities that you're going to get this transfer Mercato you don't need to splash the cash to bring in quality players that are players out of contracts and then because of this unique sort of cycle that we're having there where a lot of players were letting their contracts run down for this for this summer, uh, for opportunities elsewhere and because it's a World Cup year, you don't need to splash the cash, you can just find good players out there on free transfers. Yeah, you can find them on free transfer, but they of course the contracts will be a bit heavier uh, and the uh, agent commissions and sign-on fees mm. but uh, you save a lot of money uh, you save a lot of money i mean we have potentially you know saved 40 50 million euro on a transfer fee for a player of the Dybala's caliber oh god yeah uh, probably even more but i mean that's the least you would have paid for him uh, if he had two, three years left on a contract. Just think the summer of 2019, Tottenham were interested in, for him, I think it was for 60 to 65 million euros, just after oh. they lost the Champions League final and Pochettino was still in charge and Juventus were playing hardball. I think Manchester United were also um, looking for Dybala also. That didn't happen. So he just let his contract expire and left on a free and Roma picked him up because Inter Milan as you said offered massive wages to Lukaku on his loan and Mkhitaryan because Mkhitaryan must have been on a hefty wage here at Roma was it roughly about three three and a half million euros a year yeah, yeah, and he got like 4.5 at Inter. 4.5 for on a two-year deal, So, and that's basically what Roma are playing for, sorry, paying for Dybala on a three-year deal. So it's uh, some good business. Yeah, if, if, you, if you just think, stop and think about that for a moment, that uh, we uploaded Dzeko and Mkhitaryan to Inter uh, at the timing couldn't yeah. have been more perfect you know because instead of Dzeko and Mkhitaryan uh, a 30 at that time a 35 year old striker and uh, now 33 year old yeah attacking midfielder attacking midfielder midfielder yeah yeah you're placing with uh, Abraham and Dybala uh, essentially I mean yeah if you think about it in that way uh, I don't know, but uh, it, it couldn't have been. Couldn't have, the business couldn't have been done in a better way. It was. How are you feeling now? It's really sunk in that he's about to sign for Roma. Do you think he'll get the number ten shirt, or do you think he'll get another? another I don't think number? he wants the number ten. No, I don't think he wants number. I don't blame I think him he if he doesn't. Twenty-one. Yeah, I heard someone that uh, someone put out he should get the number twenty-one. I think the number ten would be a bit too much pressure on his shoulders especially what that number holds within the Roma heritage. 
because uh, I think Biafora, the journalist from Rome, he just confirmed that he will get 21. So that ah, means yes, that means Matic will have to take number eight or something like that because Matic was given number 21. Ah, squad numbers. It's just you yeah. can sort it out. Um, That's the least of their worries. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to make a football manager joke there, but I've already made one reference to football manager uh, already in this podcast as I've been playing with AS Roma for the, for the majority that FM22 has been out. Um, is there anything you more, want to add more on to the, the Giants of Mercato so far? There's still a long way to go. Still over a month and a bit to go. And there could be some more outgoings and potentially some more incomings in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, a lot could happen. Just going to see what's more they have in line for us. Right, I'm off to order a new Roma shirt with Dybala 21 on the back. I don't know what to go for. Should I go for the new home one or the new away one? I think you, they will get an, a lot of requests for uh, Dybala 21 or Abraham 9. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I think Dybala 21 will be by far the number one. Um, before we wrap up, you sent us a WhatsApp message earlier predicting the future 10 years, uh, 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was, used to be a lot, I used to be very active back then reporting Roma news, etc., etc. And I remember back then there were some rumors because Sabatini was very good in uh, with the South American market. Yeah, especially the Argentinian market, yeah. The, yeah, he was following the Bala back then. Um, Dybala was 18 years old, playing for Instituto, uh, was having a really good season. He scored 17 goals, uh, league goals uh, for Instituto in 38 games. But uh, Sabatini didn't want to invest too much in him and even Inter were interested in back then. But I think I think back then, uh, Sabatini was still close to Zamparini and Rino Foschi, who was the sporting director. Palermo back then, probably before that, but at least he and I think Pasquale Sensibile went over to Palermo, something like that. There was there was something at least, but anyway, he I think recommended uh, he told Zamparini to sign Debala, uh, and he did because he when uh, Sabatini went to Roma, he had even told Zamparini to hire Pioli, which he did, but he sacked him <laughs> a few months later. So, he, so, so, so Sabatini was still close to Palermo as a club. So yeah, Debala went to Palermo. And then three years later, yeah, join the event, join the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also saw that if Roma didn't go for a turbo in 2014, they would have went for Dabala in what December 2013. I think they would have put their eggs in that basket. Do you think that was probably a, something lost nine years ago, but they sort of got it back together today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we missed out in that case yeah. uh, on one of the finest years of uh, Dybala because he spent seven years in Juventus. Yeah, and had a hella career. Um, winning league titles, getting to Champions League finals, have, yeah. having a, an alleged dust-up with Leo Bonucci in Cardiff, but et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, a, it's been a, a good, I would say, last couple of 
weeks for Roma on the transfer market. They've got some good solid transfer goings, but this is the crown in the jewel, I think, that most Roma fans have been asking for, and this has been the presence from the Freakins to Mourinho for this season. And hopefully this could be the the beginning of the, the second season, the new era of Roma pushing for top four and pushing for Italian trophies and maybe more European trophies after the success in uh, in Albania in May. Um, Imran, do you have any anything else to, to discuss tonight before we wrap this up? No, it's good. I think we said we'd go about half hour. Um, I think we did pretty much good business tonight under that. Um, guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com and at lemagicast on social media. We can find all our previous podcasts and especially the ones that I did myself with uh, with Jonas and Lee Roberts talking about mental health um, if you do have time please donate to Lee's Just Given page he recently lost his dad and his, his partner lost his, his her dad also this year um, Lee's raising money for, uh, for Diabetes UK and um, he's doing a million steps over the next three months to raise awareness on Diabetes UK so if anyone has a chance it was it is sorry on on the information on the podcast i did with lee over the weekend so you can find there and please donate it is for a good cause um also you can find our podcast on any podcast platform so your podbean apple podcast spotify tune in etc 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 imran thank you very much for joining me on this uh this, this glorious monday evening on about Dabala and Roma. We finally got the crown in the jaw. This is going to be an exciting season. Thank you. Thank you. Forza Roma and ciao.